Hi, we're back with episode three of Library Lab. I'm here with the Spanish instructor, Sarah Halpine, at Main Street Middle School in Montpelier. Hi. Um, we are going to be talking with Sarah today about uh, what technology and library means to her. And uh, Mike Barry is not with us today, but we'll be back, be back next time with an interview of his own to share. So without further ado... Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for doing this with us today. Absolutely. Um, so uh, first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I live in Cabot with my partner, and um, I have two grown sons and one son-in-law. And I've been teaching for a long time, but I still enjoy it. Have you always been here in Montpelier, or, you, or how long have you been in Montpelier? I started out at Harwood Union High School and taught there for a spell, and then I started here in 2000 in Main Street, and I've been here ever since. And foreign language has always been your specialty, or have you taught other things? I've um, always taught either French or Spanish. Awesome. So how do you use technology in your practice today? I use Quizlet. I use Kahoot that the kids absolutely love. And I'm using some Google Classroom. Um, tell me more about Kahoot. What is Kahoot? Kahoot is uh, what I use for a review before um, a test or some sort of assessment. And what, uh, what it is is a game-based um, a game based on the internet where you enter your questions and the kids have a choice of four answers and they choose which answer they think is correct. Here's a great teaching moment when you see that most of the class doesn't have the correct answer or if they do you can charge on and not waste time with um, going over things they already understand. That sounds like a really great tool to use in other classes as well not just in foreign language. It can be used with any um, discipline because you create your own questions and your own answers. You can actually throw in trick questions or foils where you know that this is a commonly made mistake and look for that. Or, um, yeah, and the kids really have fun because it's competitive and they keep track of who the winners are and have a little podium to stack the first three on. They do like that element of competition, don't they? Always. I've never found middle schoolers who didn't. <laughs> and Quizlet is more for practice or do you use that for assessment as well? Um, Quizlet is more personal. I have them do vocab review. So it comes with flashcards. It comes with matching. And if they get really good at it, they do a game that's similar to Space Invaders. I don't remember exactly what it's called. But the words float down in bubbles and you have to type in what oh, the yeah, equivalent is. Oh, yeah, that's to practice the spelling, isn't it? Yep. I, so, I used it a couple of years ago, and I really liked that game that they had for that. I like that because uh, if kids lose their vocab sheet, they can still go online and practice the vocab before a quiz, for instance. It can be used with other things, but that's how I use it is with the vocab. Right, so they can access that right at home. Yes. Awesome. All right, so... Moving on, um, what are the, some some of the challenges uh, with that and the technology that you're using in your practice these days? Um, once you show kids that they can um, 
use a computer to learn. They want it every day in the classroom and as a language that's not really a viable alternative. Being able to teach them new grammar or introducing new vocab or structures um, is usually one-to-one, and a language is one-to-one. Yes, you can do it on computer typing, but most of them want to be able to speak and listen, and that's a skill that's interpersonal, not with a computer as a rule. Right, that makes sense. And the game probably doesn't help either, the Kahoot. They want to do that all the time, don't they? And it's time-consuming to build (laughs) one of those. I was just going to say, I've always found that when I find a fun game-like tool, it's almost impossible to teach any other way. (laughs) Uh, You want to share any successes with us that you've had with some of the technology you're using in education? Quizlet is a success for me. I had students who complained about vocab um, or learning vocab last year, and they are much better prepared this year because they do have access to the vocab online. And since it's a game format that they can do at home, they really like that. Um, Is it something you just started last year with them? So you've seen like an improvement from year to year? Both of these games I learned last year in... Uh, a faculty meeting that the tech committee taught us. And um, yeah, I started using them last year and I've gotten more heavily into it this year. Great. I'm glad the tech committee is helping um, integrate some technology and let teachers know about some of the tools that are out there they might not otherwise use. That's good to hear. They've done a good job. And that you're with, using them. <laughs> yeah, no, they've done a good job with introducing different technology out there and it's up to the teacher to envision how that can be adapted into their classroom. And those two have been very successful for me. And is there anything new that you've learned about recently that you want to try or explore or get to know better? I'm working with Google Classroom. I think that has, I I know that has great possibilities, particularly for foreign language, but um, there's a lot to learn. It's not, an easy task. And um, so I'm still working on it. Yeah, it's a process, right? Before you know it, you'll be an expert helping your colleagues. Right. (laughs) You say that now. But now look at you got Kahoot and Quizlet under your belt. So this is true. I have faith in you. What is your favorite tech tool? I assume my computer. I'm not really sure. Personally, I use my Kindle at home a lot. Yeah, Um, as far as hardware goes. But, yeah, no, I'd probably say my computer. Um, What about some of the apps or um, games or assessment tools or things like that? What do you, I mean, we talked about Quizlet and Kahoot and Google Classroom. Would you say they're your kind of top three? Or is there something else you like to use? Maybe specific to foreign language? I do use uh, various websites that are out there um, that the kids have that they can access. There's a conjugation trainer and things along those lines that I've used for years. But these are my new tools uh, at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Learning curve, we call that. I wasn't recording. So let's try that again. Um, do you see a connection between library and technology? Yes. Um, libraries have always been disseminators of information. 
Um, and now we have multiple means of disseminating that knowledge. So I know, for instance, our students have been using the Kellogg Hubbard Library to access computers for many years. Um, I know that in our school, kids can get a Kindle and um, listen or, or read along with the, uh, the Kindle. So I think it's just the electronic means is just an extension of exactly what Ben Franklin had envisioned when he started the first library, which was making information available to everybody through uh, low cost or no cost means. Yeah. And I think technology has really helped with that, too. We have the um, scale databases in Vermont that are free for research. Um, and as a librarian, I try to help curate not just books, but some of those resources for students as well. So electronic resources, not just um, book resources. And Kindle is electronic, but also based on text. And we do have those Kindles in the library. But I, they're slowing down their use, I think, now that we're one-to-one. -one. I don't yeah. know if you've seen a lot of Kindle use lately. No, and they used to have personal devices with the Kindle, and I don't see that as much. The kids are just reading with um, their one-to-one -one at this point. So Yeah, I'm true. seeing that a lot, too. So, mm -hmm. would you say that's a positive thing in your view, or? Um, yes and no. Yes, it is a positive view that the one-to-one -one, um, expense that the district went through uh, was worth it. No, in that I don't think that they're reading as much in depth on um, the one-to-one -one as they did with the Kindle. Um, okay. If I see somebody reading in depth in the school, it's usually with a actual paper book for the most part, where they wander the hallways and are uh, oblivious to what's going on. To snap them out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot in the library. <laughs> so, what do you see as the library and tech integrationist role in the school setting? So, you know, my role, you know, for the school. Um, I see you as a go-between between people who need information and for you the various ways to get that information. I would expect that, um, you know, once upon a time we all went to the card catalog and you had to help people find uh, information they were looking for within that means. And I think it's more difficult now for people to find the information they need to some extent, because there's so many more ways to access information. And sometimes having somebody who has a better idea as to where to look for that specific type of information is helpful rather than trying to search on your own. Especially with the Internet, it is a, a vast sea of information out there. And a lot of it's quick and easy, mm -hmm. you know, um, how do I crack peanuts or something like that. But um Sometimes there's uh, other better ways of accessing um, information, and I would expect that the librarian tech integrationist would know more about how to access specific information. I would agree with that. Um, now we're all using our card catalogs as TV stands and coffee tables. Um, they're really nice pieces of furniture, though. Yes, <laughs> we don't want to get rid of the card catalog. And no. the cards inside have become artwork you can find at craft fairs. I've seen that a lot, too. Oh, that I haven't yeah. seen. Now that we're all, you know, digital. Yeah. Um, but 
Um, that's good to hear because I, I feel very similar about um, being able to, I said earlier, mentioned curating digital in- information. And I had a teacher come to me today and ask if there were some resources uh, around a certain topic that he was looking for. And so I did some research for him to not only save him time, but because it's what I love to do is help people and find information for him. The best information that I, you know, is out there because there is a, a lot of, a lot of misinformation or basic information, as you will. Correct. <laughs> and I have said the basic stuff is easy, but if you want more in-depth and you need a good website, for instance, yeah. or um, in my instance, a good place to practice. Right. And uh, that's what we're skills. trying to teach our students these days is to, you know, find evidence and dig deeper and ask meaningful questions. Right. So Yes. So having somebody show them how to do that, I think, is a good thing, modeling that type of uh, behavior. Yeah. A question that I think gets asked of me a lot as a librarian and is always hard for me to answer. Um, I never have a good answer, but what's your favorite book? I don't have a favorite book. There are too many in the world um, so that I just um, keep reading and don't usually go back to reread. I had that rule even with my young boys when I read to them every night on the couch that don't, oh, wow. don't bring me the same book. You didn't have to read the again. same book 20 times? <laughs> no. I, I had one son who would bounce between my husband and I to try to space it out a little better. And he finally got frustrated and memorized the whole thing himself. But Do as, you hear this, parents of young children? Never read the same book twice. Make it a rule. <laughs> Save um, yourself the insanity. <laughs> exactly. My sanity was very important to me, still is. <laughs> So reading the same book. And as they got older, I actually would go into the young adult and uh, look up books that I thought were interesting. Medieval culture, for instance, and read that yeah, to them. Yeah, isn't that great when they get a little older and you can start kind of And it, it was above where they could read themselves, but it wasn't uh, above what I could read to them. So we went through the Greek mythology um, series, the... Um, I'm trying to think of the name of that famous book. Percy Jackson? No, no, like like... the actual Greek myths that are all in a a collection with wonderful artwork. Um, But in any case, no, I I chose things that I wanted to read or were interested in and read to them. And occasionally they chose topics too, but it was always something new and different. That sounds nice. I'm really looking forward to that phase when my kids are maybe in a year or two. And my daughter's kind of getting there, but that's nice. Um, all right, a couple more questions, and uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, if you could be any profession, in any profession other than your own, uh, what would you like to attempt? Well, this is my second profession as teacher. I originally came from the business world and ran um, a large store with both inside and outside sales in Connecticut. Um, so another switch that I think would be fun to do would be to become an electrician. I, um, retail or commercial? Um, uh, depends. I know that new construction is super, is much easier than old construction, but I think the challenge of putting a puzzle together is fun for me. So I suspect that I'd probably be somebody who would be looking for helping some of these older homeowners 
and I mean the home, not necessarily right, yeah. the owners. Right. But like solving um, real problems. Yeah. Like not where the walls are all open and it's easy to staple the wires through, but more along the lines of. I might have a know. job for you. <laughs> when two. I get trained. <laughs> I'll turn the power off. It's fine. We'll experiment together. I like to get into that stuff too, figure out how things work. Um, that's really interesting though. What kind of store was it that you ran? I ran a radio shack. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Speaking of electronics and electricity and that was technology. Wow. Coming full circle, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, once upon a time we had to build the computers that people bought. I built my first computer. Yeah. Soundboards. Yeah. And all of that sort of thing. And it wasn't even that long ago. I didn't build them. I had a tech uh, person who built it. But I was the one who was selling it, so I had to know the components and what they That's did, really cool. et cetera. Yeah, so, I used to love doing that stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of, you know, come a long way really quickly, hasn't it? I'm all happy to be the lazy point and click. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Spend your time doing other stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Um, do you have a favorite language? Um, no, not really. My students often ask me which I like better, French or Spanish, but... Um, I have two boys and two foreign languages that I speak, and I would be asking me like to choose between two languages. I hear you. They're like uh, your children. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I moved to Paraguay when I was six months old, so I grew up speaking Spanish and English in English inside the home. Except my nanny was Spanish and Spanish at schools um, all through my elementary schooling. And in eighth grade, my parents moved to Belgium, and I was given a choice of staying here in a U.S. school and continuing in English or going there and learning French, cold turkey, and I chose French, which is how I picked up French um, going to a Belgian public high school. Wow, that's amazing. So I, I like them both, but for different reasons, because they represent different parts of my life, my childhood, per se. Do you feel like you're more fluent in any of them or they're kind of equitable? Um, Because now you're teaching Spanish more, right? I do teach Spanish more. I still teach French to the sixth graders. Um, And I go to Canada more often, so I I access the French more often that way. In order for me to speak Spanish, I kind of need to travel somewhere and immerse myself for a couple weeks somewhere. Do you ever feel like you get rusty? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I, I, that's part of the reason why I try to go for to a, a Spanish-speaking country in order to immerse myself and be able to hear and speak it without a scripted dialogue like you would find in a class. Right. <laughs> what you're doing day in and day out. Well, that's really cool. Seriously, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day, because I know you are very busy, um, all teachers, uh, for talking with me today and indulging my creative side of podcasting um, on Library Lab. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's been fun talking to you. Um, I'm happy to share with you. Thank you, Sarah. And uh, if you know anyone else that wants to chat, send them my way. Will do. (laughs) Bye now. Bye. I'm not going to